1: Tuesday, March 16th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. Hoynes, the Indians snapped a four game losing streak yesterday uh, uh, in uh, a win against the Oakland A's at uh, Goodyear Ballpark. Uh, Logan Allen really, really sort of, uh, you know, put his best foot forward in that effort to, to try and grab one of those two remaining spots in the Indian starting rotation. Uh, Four scoreless innings, a couple of strikeouts, and he just looked as good as he has all spring.
0: Yeah, he just picked up uh, right where he left off from his first two appearances. And those were, you know, uh, relief appearances. And this was his first start. And like you said, Joe, four scoreless, three strikeouts, one walk, gave up four hits. And, uh, you know, he showed the ability to, uh, you know, kind of make some adjustments. His slider wasn't there, uh, Roberto uh, Perez was saying, so, you know, he went with the change up and that turns out to be, you know, a plus pitch for him. So, you know, he's really had a, a great spring.
1: And and you can just see the, the difference and the confidence in him. in when he's talking after games, he, he said the slider wasn't as effective as it was in his last outing. We remember how you know, he made that little adjustment to get the slider to the back foot instead of the back knee on the right-handed hitters. Well, it wasn't doing that again uh, on Monday. So he went away from it. And he said uh, the difference between last year and this year for him is uh, the fact that those in-game adjustments can come and it doesn't throw everything else off. He can just go out there and say, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to do this and I'm still going to get guys out.
0: Yeah. And uh, so, you know, that shows that, uh, you know his repertoire of pitches has has grown or he's got, he's gotten more uh, confidence in that and uh, you know that's that's the name of the game if you don't have your three or four or your three or four pitches one day you know you've got to adjust and get by with the pitches you do have and you know he's just he's just looked locked in from day one of spring training and it's really going to be interesting to see where he fits in this rotation if if he's already won his spot or you know is is he still competing with Tristan McKenzie and, and Cal Quantrill?
1: Yeah, two days, uh, two weeks left in in camp. Uh, if you had to pick right now between Logan Allen and Cal Quantrill, who would you pick?
0: Yeah, you know, just uh, you know, on face value, you'd have to go with Allen, you know. Right. But I don't know. There's something in the back of my mind that that really that I, I get the impression they really like Quantrill. Uh, but both of them have options. And uh, I think, in in the you know in the when you look at the long run of the season, I think they'll both end up helping this team.
1: Yeah, that that that's definitely uh, uh, something I can see happening down the line. Is that they're both in the rotation at some point, uh, whether by injury or or, or otherwise. Um, we talked to Carl Willis after the game yesterday, and he talked about Cal Quantrill's struggles. He said. Uh, you know, he's throwing more four-seam fastballs this spring, and it's, it, he, he's not able to locate as well, and they're getting hit a little bit more. But it's his two-seam, his sinker, that really is, is his sort of bread-and-butter pitch, and he's not able to, to get that pitch to move to where it needs to be. It's almost like it's moving too much, and he can't find the right spot for it to get to. Uh, the, the line of the day was Carl Willis saying, you know, that, that sinker, that sinking movement that, that Cal Quantrill can do naturally, that's God's gift. He said that not everybody can do that and make a ball move the way that Cal Quantrill does. So that, that's just an indication, like you said, that they really like the stuff that he's got.
0: Yeah, it, it sounded like to me, Joe, that, you know, Quantrill knows he's in, you know, he's in competition for a spot. He knows he's struggling. So he's taking his best pitch and he's trying to do a little too much with it, and still instead of just letting it go and move naturally. And when you know you try to manipulate the baseball a little too much, it's all over the place.
1: Yeah, only guys like Trevor Bauer can uh, can, can yeah. intentionally yeah. manipulate the ball too much and still be successful. Uh, Cal, Cal Quantra might have a little bit a little ways to go. Uh, speaking of guys who can manipulate the baseball, Shane Bieber uh, will be on the mound today in Tempe. Uh, against the Angels, uh, this will be what three or four. So I think he had a, a, a B game start, so right, uh, probably his his fourth outing, but uh, third third exhibition start. Um, and you know Bieber again, he's in that position where he's not competing for a spot in the rotation. He's more working on stuff. But uh, today's as good a day as any to to see where you are uh, as, as four starts into uh, spring training. If you're going to be facing. Uh, a lineup that includes Shohei Otani, Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, uh, and and the ageless one in Albert Pujols uh, batting in the sixth spot. Uh, looks like the Angels are throwing their their they're throwing their A lineup at, at Bieber today.
0: Yeah, definitely. His last start was against the Padres, who have another you know great lineup. He threw uh, you know three innings, uh, gave up a run, struck out five. You know I would think he'd try to get out to four, you know four innings, four plus innings today. Uh, and you're right, Joe, the, that Angels lineup is really, that's, that's they're no stacked, joke. man. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, you know, we'll look forward to that. We're also looking forward to the debut of Ahmed Rosario in center field. Uh, Rosario leading off, playing center. Uh, Bradley Zimmer will be in right field uh, and bat second for the Indians. So Rosario, the right-handed bat, he'll be going uh, up against the Angels lineup that includes uh, the pitcher, uh, I believe it's Griffin Canning. Yeah, yeah, right hand. A right hander. So Rosario against a right-handed uh, pitcher, leading off. Uh, what What are the chances that that we're talking about? A Rosario having success out there in center field today?
0: Joe, I don't know, man. I I I just you know I was kind of stunned when they moved, uh, uh, you know, Jason Kipnis out to center field and in, in the postseason, but they had no choice there. And now I'm I'm. I'm totally confused what they're trying to do in center field. I know they're obviously trying to find a spot for Rosario. You know, they're paying him a lot of money. They want to see if he can help their lineup. You know, he's not going to play shortstop. At least it doesn't look like. And so you put him out in center field, but how serious a center fielder is he going to be? How, how much is he going to play? And, and is two weeks enough for to even make him a platoon center field, two weeks I'm talking about in spring training. It's it's really, uh, it's kind of an interesting, uh, you know, an interesting move by the Indians. You've got Mercado, you've got Zimmer, uh, you know, and, um, you know, and we've talked about Daniel Johnson before, but I don't think uh, Daniel Johnson is not getting a sniff of center field it done for sound or feel team, like uh, in spring training.
1: Maybe the Indians only think Johnson's a, a corner outfielder, but they've he's played there plenty in the minors. So uh, this is a guy who could help. He's done nothing but hit every time he's in the lineup in spring. So uh, I don't think uh, you lose anything by giving him a shot there. Poinsy, uh, you mentioned uh, before we started recording here. Uh, Eugenio Suarez from the, the Reds is now going to be trying a new position as well.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, uh, David Bell, uh, uh, former Indians and a red, former Indian uh, infielder, outfielder, and uh, the Reds manager has uh, moved, uh, said uh, uh, Suarez is going to get a shot at, at shortstop. So, uh, you know, and he's, you know, he's a very good. He was, you know, he's a, you know, a hit first, third baseman. Uh, you know, good power, but defense is not his forte. So that is really an interesting move. It's, it's, he lost 15 pounds over the winter. So they think he can play, you know, uh, second, I mean, shortstop, and then they could move uh, Moose Moustakas over from second to third. So I'm not sure how that's going to work, but But uh, and it sets up what what does it set up for you, Joe? What does it set up? uh, Well, it
1: sets up for me. I think I don't know how many how many more times the uh, the Indians and Reds play each other in exhibition games down the stretch here these last two weeks. I think it's uh, at least a couple more uh, matchups. I know the the last uh, outing of the season is against the Reds at Goodyear um, of the Cactus League uh, play. But what it sets up for me is if I'm Terry Francona, I'm putting Ahmed Rosario at shortstop every time I play the Reds so that they get a nice long look at them. Uh, you know, if, if you're desperate enough to try and move an all-star third baseman over to uh, play short and cover your holes there, uh, I, I, I think you got to at least offer something in exchange for, for Med Rosario. You, you've got, you'd, ha- you'd have control over him for what another year. And at I, least, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> Can't imagine not wanting to, not having something in the pipeline to want to make a trade there. But I bet you the Indians are asking for the sun, moon, and stars for in, in, in return, knowing that they've, they've got a little leverage there.
0: Yeah, I'm sure, you know, when, when, when you know, I'm sure they've talked, you know, this it's it's too, it makes too much sense not to talk. And they talk to everybody. Yeah. Every if, day. if we're
1: talking about, if we're talking about yeah. it in a podcast, that means they've already had that conversation a month ago. Yeah.
0: Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. I mean, could they do a, you know, a late, late spring training deal? I guess they could. Could it, could they wait to the all-star break? You know, just see what, you know, what they have in Rosario. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it could happen. It's something to really keep an eye on. And uh, how serious are the Reds about playing Suarez at, at, at short? At short?
1: Juarez has a range factor of negative, zero, uh, of negative 20 at, uh, at shortstop. You see that, that move get made pretty quick then, I think. The Talkin' Tribe opening day virtual event will take place April 5th at noon, featuring Indians reporters and columnists from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer. Tickets can be reserved online at Cleveland.com. This year, you can enter to win entry to our VIP experience, and get the opportunity to mingle with former Cleveland Indians players. Only 150 tickets are available for the exclusive experience and can be won through our sweepstakes. Register now to win at cleveland.com slash try. Be sure to join Paul Hoynes, Terry Pluto, Joe Noga, and Doug LaMaurice as we get you ready for the home opener at Progressive Field and the rest of the Indians' 2021 season. There's never been a better time to register for Indian subtext get all your Cleveland Indians news with updates from Cleveland.com reporters Paul Hoynes and Joe Noga. Get on board now by going to joinsubtextcom slash clevelandindians. Our subscriber-based service gives you the latest news, analysis, and more from the Indians. For $3.99 a month, you get everything we're hearing from the team and the first word before things are announced. We text you big breaking news directly to your phone, even before it's up on cleveland.com. And you can text us directly with your Questions and opinions on everything from the team's name to that day's lineup. And it's the only way to get your questions and comments on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Why sign up?
0: Hear from one of our subscribers. I'm uh, Jeff Heinerson. I grew up there in Milan, Ohio, but I now live out in Idaho. I've been here for forty years, and uh, my son was born and raised here, and I got him as a birthday present, uh, your subtext. And I wanted to thank Paul for sending him a birthday greeting and to tell you that he is really enjoying the subtext. He even he's not from Ohio, but because he grew up with me, he's hardcore. Indian (laughs) fans. So thanks
1: again, Jeff and all of our Indian subtext subscribers agree. There's a lot going on with the Indians and the best way to keep up is with Indian subtext. Go to join subtext.com slash Cleveland Indians, or better yet text Hoinsey at 216-208-4346. Again, that's 216-208-4346. We look forward to hearing from you on Indian subtext. The Indians on Tuesday, made a couple of roster moves. Uh, DJ Johnson, a reliever who they signed to a minor league contract before uh, camp, he'd only pitched a couple of times. Uh, he was optioned to uh, triple A, and uh, you know, there's he'll have the option to, to, to go down there and, and continue with the team there. Uh, they also added Aaron Brocko, their number nine overall prospect, only 19 years old. This uh, middle infielder, Aaron Bracco. Uh, he's coming up and he will be with the major league roster uh, through probably the end of camp. He'll, he'll be one of those guys who, who get some playing time at, at the second half of these, these remaining few spring training games and uh, just a, an experience for him to be up
0: with the big league club and, and show Tito what, what he's got. Yeah. Just another exciting young player that we've heard a lot about. We haven't seen much. But we've, we've, we've written about him. We've uh, talked to people about him. And one of those, you know, that stockpile of middle infielders that the Indians have, uh, you know, uh, compiled in, in, in the low minors. And uh, he's going to get a shot with, uh, I think he'll be like uh, Rocio and those guys. You know, he'll, he'll come up playing some late inning games. But it'll be fun to watch him. And, you know, Joe, I wonder, would the Reds be watching him? Is that, is this connected at all with with the Reds maybe looking for his short yeah. stuff but this is a kid that's really young I don't think you know there's no way he's ready to go to the Englands but and,
1: and he's he's a high enough prospect where that would be that would have to be a, a major deal you know you, you're talking about some of these outfielders that the the Indians have coveted from the, the Reds for for a few years that being in play if that's the case uh, so they they option DJ Johnson they call up Aaron Aaron Bracco, uh, an, another note uh, within the division, the White Sox adding Billy Hamilton to their uh, training camp on a minor league uh, contract. So Billy Hamilton, who was up until uh, the end of this week, was was in the Indians camp. Uh, he had been uh, designated or, or released earlier in the week. Uh, he signs on with the White Sox, getting an opportunity to go over there and and try and uh, maybe push somebody for a job on, on their roster.
0: Yeah, he doesn't have to go very far. Goodyear is right down the road from, or Glendale, where the where the White Sox and Dodgers train is right down the road, about 20 minutes from Goodyear. So I'm sure Billy can stay in the same place where he was with the Indians. And maybe you have a shot. You know, maybe Tony La Russa is looking for a veteran guy that can come off the bench and steal a base or, you know. But uh, Billy's problem is you can't steal first base.
1: <laughs> well, well, the. The, the the reason that Billy Hamilton will be a good fit for the, the White Sox is because they can hit enough. They don't, they don't, yeah, need that's true. Hit. If, if they're looking for a, a def- defensive replacement in center, although, you know, I, I, I do believe Luis Robert won a gold glove out there. So I can't imagine, you know, they need a, a defensive replacement, but uh, he's a guy who can steal a base for you for sure. And, and if you have a, a roster spot for him, then maybe he's a luxury you can afford. So uh, following Bieber to the mound today, a uh, bunch of veterans, actually, Oliver Perez, Heath Hembree, Brian Shaw, Blake Parker, uh, as well as Phil Maton, Nick Sandlin, all scheduled, or at least on the, on the sheet to, to get a chance to pitch today. Uh, they're scheduled for nine innings out in Tempe. Uh, so really, at, at, at this point, Tito's talking about having to make some of these hard decisions and these guys... These veteran guys, uh, you know, forcing his hand to, to sort of have to make these tough calls. How many of these uh, these relievers, Hembry, Shaw, Parker, are, are guys that are really right now in a position to, to try and make the club?
0: Well, I think Shaw definitely, you know, and uh, Hembry has pitched well, I thought. You know, uh, Parker, uh, Blake Parker has pitched well, uh, you know, um, so I think... The, if, if you out, of, look, out of those
1: three, out of those three, uh, do you think one makes it? Do you think two make
0: it? And you know, what, what's, you know, that's a great question, Joe. I think, you know, I, I would not be surprised if San, uh, Sandlin snuck in the back door here somewhere. I think he's, they, they, he's been impressive and uh, maybe, you know, he might be a guy that you just bring up cause he's got a different look. He, you know, he can get lefties and righties out at least in, in camp he has. So uh that's I just think he's kind of a you know maybe got a long shot there that to, to, to come in and, and be impressive but I would think out of those you know three or four guys I think two of those guys make it Joe you know maybe I would I, I guess I'd go with Sean Embry well maybe if they do uh, if you're if you're saying they go and, and Perez
1: we're thinking is already on uh, Yeah, gonna have I that forgot spot. about Perez and what about it, it, ghosts it's it's Perez versus ghosts I think you're looking for a spot there. Uh, Perez versus Ghost and you're looking at you know Shaw for sure maybe if you take a Sandlin you don't have to pay Sandlin two million dollars like you would uh, according to the contracts that you gave Hembry and Parker so if Sandlin comes in and he's your guy you're you're paying him the the rookie minimum uh, as opposed to spending a little bit more for Hembry and uh, Parker Uh, but We talked to Tito today about Trevor Steffen, the Rule 5 kid, who's come in and done nothing but strike guys out. And he's big, and he throws hard, and he's got, uh, you know, two-plus pitches, and he can throw a splitter at you. So,
0: you know, (laughs) Trevor Steffen could steal one of those spots as well. Yeah, yeah. and I think ideally they'd like to try to work out a deal with the Yankees where they could keep him and send him down. You know, but if not, you're going to have to, you know, either you keep him or you send him back.
1: Uh, that's tough because if the Yankees are are, are paying attention in any way, uh, if the Indians don't put Trevor Steffen on their opening day roster, uh, he's going to be in pinstripes at some point. I, I can't imagine if the Indians don't keep Steffen that the Yankees would want to, you know, let him stay on with the Indians for for you know some sort of compensation. Who knows how they could work that out? Uh, all right, we will be back at it uh, again uh, tomorrow at some point. St. Patrick's
0: Day tomorrow, Hoynes. How are you going to celebrate? <laughs> yeah, well, I was, I, I was going to go down. I was thinking about going down to the parade. I'm, I've, I've never been at, at home, or you know, the last couple of years I have been, but I've never had a chance to go down and see the parade because I've always been in spring training. But I don't know.
1: Well, it's a night well. game, right? Right, it's a night game, and you know that the parade was canceled, right? That's oh no, it was yeah, we're canceled. in the middle of a pandemic, Lainey. So uh, I thought
0: they were having the parade
1: again. No, man, they 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 canceled the parade a while back. oh man, but you are you are fully inoculated, so you could go out to your uh, your favorite watering hole and uh, and maybe tip some green beer. I don't know. You're always in spring training, like you said, so you never get to really celebrate. You're always working on St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll we'll have to work something out where the Indians play do play a night game tomorrow night. That, that, that's yeah. a, a rarity. Yeah. So uh, I don't know when we'll uh, we'll have the podcast up tomorrow, but uh, it will be a green theme uh, podcast <laughs> for sure. Yeah, where, so, where
0: you're green. <laughs>
1: until then, we'll be back uh, tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then.